Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Has the sun come up, Jake? How can you sound so chipper? I'm trying my best. <laughs> How? You should have really started that with a different pitch. <laughs> Is the sun coming up today? No. Not tomorrow. <laughs> not Wednesday. Not Thursday. Uh, not Friday. Uh, all right, we're going to try to get through the next uh, two hours. I guess this is going to be like therapy for everyone. Exactly, yeah. It, it, I don't it. even want to do the show today, to be honest <laughs> with you. Do we have to talk? Can we talk about, like, something else? Like, oh, man. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. And I thought this morning that, that I haven't really noticed the smell of the paper mill in the last couple months. And then this morning, for some reason, I could smell it. And yeah. I was just thinking, or is that just the stench from last <laughs> night? It could be either. It could be either. You know, it, it was one of those things where – it happened, and you're just kind of sitting there stunned. Yeah. It's like it's like you're trying to process if that was what really happened. Mm. And then once you process it, you still have no words. There's yeah. still no words to describe that feeling. Want people out there to describe what the scene was like, where you were at, whether you're at a bar or a restaurant, or you're sitting at home with friends and family, just. What the mood was like, and how many how many minutes or seconds passed before a word was spoken? The natural reaction I saw was anger towards Marcus Williams. Yeah. And for me, yes, it, one of the worst plays I've seen. Mm-hmm. It was an awful play. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget the, the year the guys had. Like, I saw people saying he should be cut, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. I mean, you, you literally forgot the guy got had the interception to – help spark that comeback earlier in the game. Yes. Um, but that's kind of what I saw most or a lot of Saints fans doing is, is taking out their frustrations with Marcus Williams. I guess we shouldn't assume anything. So if you're just tuning in and you uh, were uh, under a rock la- you know, last night or yesterday, uh, the Saints lost 29-24, but there's so much more to the story than that. It, it literally would have been one of the greatest wins in the franchise's history considering that the way that that game played out and the hole that they dug themselves out and the way they just, you know, rolled up their sleeves and went back to work and kept fighting in that ball game, the four lead changes in the final three minutes of that game, three lead changes in the final 90 seconds of the game, the win probability, according to ESPN stats and info, uh, had the Vikings' chances of winning that in the final 10 seconds at – 2.6%. 2.6%. I still think that is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like Quint said, but think of how much the Saints overachieved this season. No one expected this at the start. And that's what's funny is they played the Vikings to start the season. I tried to make that argument to several after the game, but nobody wanted to really No, hear. you don't want to hear that. Yeah. You don't want to think about that, especially immediately after. Now, today, when you reflect on the season, you know, you can, you can think about that a little bit more. But you think about the last – three playoff losses the Saints have, have had. You know, you've had the Beast Mode incident. You had the Alex Smith touchdown against the 49ers. And then you have this, which isn't even – the others don't even compare to this. As bad as the Beast Mode touchdown was, I feel like this is just 100 times worse mm-hmm. because it could have been avoided. And, and it was one of those, you know, that you'll have to see for years and years to come. You thought you saw Beast Mode a lot. You're going to see this for the rest of time. As a fan, I want to hear from you, 888-993-7762. Toughest losses to swallow as a fan. Does this one now go up into the top three, if not number one, all time? Has to. 
Has to. You and tried to make the argument for the national championship game, LSU-Alabama. That was worse. That was worse because there was no silver lining. Here, we're going to break this game down today. There are a lot of, of, of great things that the Saints did in this game and we'll get deep into. That game, you had nothing to talk about with LSU. Nothing. And it was just one of those things where – you know, LSU had the greatest. Well, we had plenty season. to talk about, just the lack of the <laughs> offense, and they couldn't cross midfield. Yeah, and and LSU had the greatest regular season of all time, and then had that happen in the championship this season. You know, you saw the Saints turn around, and they they turned it around in the game itself. You know, seventeen nothing at the beginning, it looked like an absolute beatdown, mm. and every you know little change that the Saints made, Vikings had an answer for. And also, so you can look at it that way. You can look at it as there were some calls that went against the Saints. Oh, you got it. Yes, there were early on in that ball Absolutely. Game. The pass interference Ugh. by Crawley, the, the spot uh, where the guy lost yards, mm-hmm. but they gave him a first down. It didn't make any sense. Um, Sean Payton, you know, uh, wants all kinds of challenges, but one of the most important plays he could yeah. have challenged, he did not early in that ball game. Right. Third uh, and one. Absolutely. Um, and – so, so the calls, the luck, the Drew Brees second interception where the guy had his back towards him and just threw his arm up and batted the ball up in the air for an interception. So you had calls, luck going against you, and the, the Vikings were just out playing you straight up. So you had all three things going against you to come back in that game, to take the lead, to, you're, you know, fourth and ten, Drew Brees makes that incredible throw to Willie Sneed to set up that field yeah. goal with Lutz. And then to lose after all of that, it's pretty tough, man. First half was just basically a disaster for the Saints. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're down 17 to nothing. You have two turnovers in the first half, six penalties for 92 yards. On the flip side, the Vikings have no turnovers. They have one negative play in the first half. And on third downs, they're basically dominating you. They're five of eight on third downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that said, then what the Saints did in the second half in Drew Brees' performance. There's so many different ways for us to break this game down, but I think ultimately you need to start with the play, the miracle, as they're calling it in Minneapolis. That's it? They're just the miracle? They should come up with a better name than that. Minneapolis miracle. There you go. Keenum to Diggs, 61 yards. Uh, the only fourth-quarter walk-off in NFL regular or postseason history. Like in I a get regular the, game of regulation. I get those feelings in my stomach right now, like as we talk about it. It was just uh, – right, Let's look Williams. at Williams and the play Williams should have made or it, at least what he should have done to at least uh, hold him up. And then, of course, Crowley and others could have got there and got him down and the time would have expired. Yeah, there are several different things he could have done. Um, the last the, – the thing that he did was the last thing he should have done, which is go down with your head down trying to hit him, and it could have been pass interference. It looked like he got there a little bit early. Um, so, And he completely whiffs, as we know, and then Diggs goes to I don't the know house. if whiff is the right word. I mean, he wasn't even <laughs> literally in the same area code. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> but like like you said, I mean, you could sit there and wait, just play safety, and wait, let him come down with the ball, tackle him, it's over. Or, you know, grab a hold of him and let Crawley help you. Crawley was right there. <sighs> Talking about it doesn't help. Mm. Well, we are going to talk about it over the next uh, two hours. Uh, the way that this played out now for the Saints, and we have uh, plenty of sound from the Saints we'll play for you over the next uh, two hours. Also, I don't know if you want to hear it or not, but uh, the Minnesota play-by-play announcer mm. got a little fired up, rightfully so, for the Vikings' big win. <clears throat> now the Vikings go into the NFC Championship game, and they are favored. They are of the course. favorite over Philadelphia. Of course. The Eagles are the underdogs. Mm. Did you not see the the mask? I forgot what player was wearing the dog mask. But, uh, yeah. um, To get the Saints to this point, and uh, Jake mentioned it, uh, the the throw and the play that now a lot of people are going to forget, fourth down and what Breeze did and to find a Sneed on that drive that you thought was going to, you know, lead to the the game winner, the ultimate game winner by uh, Will Lutz. Second half, uh, Drew Breeze was uh, outstanding. By the way, I think he turns – 39 today. Yeah. Uh, second half, 16 of 21 for Drew Brees, 172 yards, three touchdowns. They score, what, 24 points in the second half versus the number one defense in the National Football League. It was incredible. Um, you know, they needed 
first of all, the, the first two possessions of the third quarter, they took up 14 minutes between the Vikings and the Saints. So there you had the Saints defense get some rest. And then the Saints come back. They, they, it goes toward the, the Michael Thomas show. I mean, Michael Thomas went off between grown man blocks to being unguardable, as he says, you know, can't guard Mike. That was the truth. Uh, Sunday finished up with uh, 79 receptions for 89 yards and two touchdowns and on the flip side you know the running the ball with Ingram wasn't working so give the Saints credit they turned Kamara loose they had Kamara out there on just about every play it felt in the second half and they went to him a lot and he of course had that will route touchdown which was absolutely beautiful uh, nice throw great matchup there um, but the Saints, uh, you know, the Vikings weren't giving the Saints anything. That's how good the Vikings are. They're not going to give you anything. You got to go out there and you got to take it. And I thought the game really changed when when Mike Michael Thomas started feeding him. And then on the flip side, Cam Jordan nearly gets that sack and forces Case Keenum to rush the throw, and Marcus Williams gets that pick, and all momentum is. I almost go a little bit earlier in the game than that. Early in the third quarter, uh, the Vikings are faced with a third and four, and Rankin sacks. Keenum, yeah, that exactly. pushes them out of field goal range. Ultimately, they would, could have had a chance to go up 20 nothing. From there, the Saints come down the field, and then they get the Thomas uh, uh, touchdown to make it 17-7. to That was a huge part of the game that a lot of people forget. Sure, yeah, no. Uh, and Cam Jordan actually had that pressure to force C- Case Keenum to move, and he ran right into Sheldon Rankins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, again, we're, we're sitting here talking about Cam Jordan because mm-hmm. he's that special of a player, that elite of a pass rusher. But – uh yeah, I thought I thought uh, if if you wanted to circle it, I thought Jordan, um, Kamara, and Thomas, and of course Paris, I thought they were the ones who really sparked this comeback. And uh, the offense, man, it did everything it needed to, and to get that field goal, Lutz, you know, Lutz and Forbath were clutch in the kicking game. Yeah, you know, it's easy to overlook that, but both guys uh, made some clutch kicks toward the end, and ultimately, it ended up not mattering for the Saints. I was thinking it wasn't going to be the Saints' day when uh, they went to their bag of tricks, that third and one. Ah, yeah. And, of course, uh, Peyton draws up the right play, makes the call, right call. Uh, Snead, of course, the trick play, trying to go to Kamara. I believe there was about nine minutes to go in the ball game. What and a backfires. But, and I texted you immediately, and you said, well, you didn't like it just because it took the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. I didn't like it on third and one in that instance. I said I would have loved that play on first down. Yeah. You know, get the first down, then come back to that play. That was my argument. Uh, but, you know, for those who were – I saw some upset about that play. I didn't like the timing of that play, but that play was wide open. Yeah, it was wide know. open. Sneed executes that play, and that's a touchdown. 888-993-7762 as we continue to break down this game. Uh, more sound coming up or some sound coming up later in the show, and you'll hear from uh, – Williams on what went wrong on that ultimately that touchdown that gave the Vikings the win and also now as we spin this thing forward uh, Drew Brees just wrapped up his 17th season in the NFL turning 39 today now he's a free agent what's going to happen to Drew Brees he pledges to resign with the Saints so we'll see Hmm. Uh, other headlines from this weekend and I think we got to stay in the NFL how about uh, Jacksonville? Who saw that taking care of uh, Pittsburgh in a shootout? Not us. We both picked Pittsburgh. Um, and to, to put up 45 points, 45 to 42, who saw that score coming? With two really good defenses squaring off. Um, Leonard Fournette goes off, and he's your, he's your favorite guy to make fun of. Mm-hmm. I'll let everybody know. You text me. You said, uh, well, where, is, where was this Leonard Fournette last postseason? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, he limps off. And I said, there's the Leonard Fournette <laughs> that we are accustomed of uh, seeing. And then, uh, I guess it was uh, drugs or shots that they didn't have in uh, Baton Rouge last week. He returns to the game, scores another touchdown. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, and by the way, wearing uh, LSU shoulder pads, too. Apparently that's common. I didn't know that, but I saw a lot of former LSU players saying that they wore pads, their LSU pads in the pros, too. Hmm. I don't know if that's a comfort thing or what. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it, here's my thing, and this is this kind of didn't matter anyway because, um, you know, the Steelers kicked the onside kick, didn't get it, and Jags kicked the field goal to go up by 10 points. But wh- who is managing the time? For the Steelers, that 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 drove me crazy. The fact that it was 2:18 left on the clock, 
the Jags run a play. I think it was a run with Fournette, and it's like 2:09. They don't call a timeout. They wait till the two-minute warning, and they call their timeouts after. It makes no no sense. It's it's nonsensical. Just if you're if you're looking at the mathematics of it, you're gonna have more time if you call timeouts before the two-minute warning. It sounds like I'm rambling about something that's that doesn't you know have any doesn't make doesn't factor at all after the fact, but. Why, like if I'm a fan of that team, like you gotta get, you gotta be correct in, in calling timeouts there, just for the future sake. There was a lot of a lot of questionable calls in the <laughs> NFL over the weekend. Uh, Jacksonville wins 45-42. Speaking of questionable, the the way that played out with the Dirty Birds and the Eagles, mm. Philadelphia winning 15 to 10, and of course Atlanta missing a golden opportunity there late, uh, four downs, unable to punch it in. No runs. No runs whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I guess if you're a Saints fan, the the only silver lining for today is the fact that the Falcons did not win and, and aren't in the NFC Championship game. Uh, the other game, of course, uh, New England taking care of business versus Tennessee, 35-14. to 14. New England about a nine, nine-and-a-half point favorite uh, in the AFC Championship game. Flip side, Eagles continue to get no respect as the Vikings will go in there as the favorite. Yeah, so we went two and two on our picks this weekend. Well, that's Saints game, and we'll get into that. <laughs> the fact they lose by five, and, and most of it had to set the line at five and a half, and then of course coming out for the extra point at the end of the ball game. And uh, the can Saints, you imagine the scene in Vegas? Can you imagine being the guy that has to go in the New Orleans locker room and say, "Hey, we need eleven of y'all to come back out yeah. here for uh, this extra point." By the Vikings, and Morstead being one of them. I think that says a lot about his character, right. for him to be one of the guys, I guess, his one chance to play defense in the NFL. Yeah, Morstead showed a little guts in yeah, that game, man. a lot of guts. Looked like he hurt his ribs early on and, and gutted it out. Those are the major headlines from uh, the NFL on this Monday morning. Other headlines from the weekend, college hoops, bad weekend. Every team lost. <laughs> <laughs> Every men's basketball team lost. So, yeah, that there's your uh, synopsis right there. Uh, college uh, football, how about the fact that now Alabama is looking for another new offensive coordinator? And if anybody can replace them with another great offensive coordinator, it's Nick Saban. But, yeah, Brian DeBall looks like he's headed to Buffalo. Mm. Uh, sad news, of course, in college football, the passing of Keith Jackson, truly a legend in the business. No doubt. Um, you know, when you think of Keith Jackson, you think of Woe Nelly. Um, I think it's really cool that his last college football game to call was the USC-Texas game, arguably wow. the greatest game ever. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when you think of college football, you, you think of his voice. His voice is, is goes hand-in-hand hand with college football. It looks like uh, Les Miles once again gets passed over. Arizona believes they have found their next head coach, and he goes by the name of Kevin Sumlin. Pretty good week for someone. He's got to get paid by Texas A&M sometime this week. The $10.4 million that is still owed to him. It doesn't matter whether or not if he gets another job, he's still owed the $10 million. Yeah. He'll get that later this week and then, of course, start a new job, a new venture in Arizona. Yeah. Um, it's. What do you think about someone getting it over miles? I just think it goes back to nobody is giving Miles the respect that he deserves. I, I agree. And it's kind of funny because, you know, you look at both coaches. Both coaches had John Chavis as defensive coordinator. Who had more success with John Chavis oh, as yeah. defensive coordinator? Mm. You know, I, I just think about that. But it all goes back to the new age offense. Everybody's going for, for the new age offense, and that's what Kevin Sumlin has. Uh, Derek Dooley, new, the, the details of his contract as the new OC of Missouri have been released. He will get paid $900,000 for Missouri to fork over that kind of cash, uh, the highest ever in that school's history. The previous OC was making seven hundred grand. grand. Uh, Dooley did meet with the press and said he is a glutton for punishment, the reasons why he wants to get back into the college game. Speaking of new age offense, <laughs> yeah. Um, they got nine starters coming back on offense, plus uh, lock the quarterback. Uh, potentially Missouri should be able to light up the scoreboard. You would again. think. You would definitely think. Um, so, Aaron, I, I'll I'll make you a guarantee right now. All right. Ensminger's contract won't be more than nine hundred thousand. Right. Won't be more. Are we gonna put another bet on this? <laughs> Why would I? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint. <laughs> 
the starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Is that crying? Let's get to the starting lineup. Jack, they pick will join us for his uh, weekly visit. We'll talk some college and high school hoops at 8 o'clock, 8.30. You'll hear from uh, Nick White. We'll find out if he had any run-ins with the Cajun fans down there in Lafayette from this mm-hmm. past weekend. Talk extensively about the Saints and the Vikings. we got uh, plenty of sound for you. We'll share with you uh, Drew Brees' future. Also, uh, how did the Saints overcome this or come back from this loss to the Vikings? Also, for, uh, you'll hear from uh, Sean Payton on what went wrong in the final 10 seconds of that game. Plus, we've got your text to get to. We'll get to that in the next segment. 888-993-7762. We're off and running on this Monday morning on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of ruston back of the end zone i mean wow just a big big mistake uh you just got to be able to you got to take advantage of when they do that kind of stuff 10 seconds to go 24 23 saints vikings at their own 39 it's third down three receivers right feel and left marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from adam Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay up, oh, oh my God! Oh my God! 30, no, 10, touchdown! Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle! Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have walked up on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61 yard Minneapolis miracle. I can't believe what I just saw, Paul are embracing each other. They're trying to climb into the box box to hug us all. Nobody can find Stephon Diggs. He ran into the tunnel. Unbelievable, boss. Are you kidding me? They run the deep box. All right, I think I feel worse now. Yeah, you did have to play that. <laughs> Paul Allen with the call there uh, from the Vikings radio network, courtesy there. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I don't even know what to say here. Like, this is one of the first mornings I've come in here, and I'm just like, I don't I don't even know how to express my emotions. Uh, color guy, man, stepping all over him. I know. Yeah, I know you're getting excited, but uh, ruined a good call there. Right. If you, we want to really get Nick ticked off at 830, all we got to do is replay that. And he won't be ticked off because of the play that he's seen numerous times. He'll just be pissed off because the color guy is just stepping all over the play. By know play. your place, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve. Let's get to Steve's text here. The game should not diminish the second half that Breeze had. I had already typed it was the stuff that legends are made of when the last play happened. They did everything right when that 
with the wrong outcome. Did you fellas notice the similarities with the Bama-Georgia game? This includes the spread, which was yeah, five and a half points yeah. for the Saints game. At least Saints betters were happy, thanks yeah. to the Vikes taking a knee on the extra point. I was young, but now I'm old, and in all my years, I've never seen a game end like this. Mm. Yeah. Um, Kudos to the Saints fans down in New Orleans that uh, when the team did arrive late last night, and I saw several clips and several different videos where uh, they had lined the driveway when the Saints players were leaving the facility, and they were, you know, there, there was hundreds of them out there. Well done. Yeah, also kudos to Marcus Williams for answering the press. Yes, we will have uh, that clip for you later in the show. But, yeah, for a young guy, for him to step up and answer those questions, well done. Yes, um, that, that had to be extremely difficult. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be him the next couple of days. Um, just because, you know, that's where most of the fans' anger is going toward is, is his whiff. Yeah. All right, let's get to some of this uh, sound. And uh, Sean Payton's had some tough uh, losses in his career, but this one's got to be number one now. He steps up to the podium and addresses the media on the uh, 29-24 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. First off, uh, congratulate Minnesota. Um, it was an exciting game, obviously a disappointing game to lose uh, in the fashion we did. Um, I was proud of our players, though. We fought back in the second half, kind of climbed back in it, um, made enough plays to put ourselves in that position. Um, this will take a while to get over, um, but but at some point it will pass. It will just take, it'll take a little, little bit of time. But I, I thought overall um, – and I was proud of the fight, the way we played and responded in the second second half. We dug ourselves in a hole in the first half, but um, in the end, you know, we came up short. This one will take a, a long time to get over. And then, of course, you look at how many opportunities like this do you get in NFL. We see it every year. What, eight of the 12 teams are different this year in the postseason. Uh, things change from year to year. A lot of things have to go right just to get in this spot and to have this opportunity. And the Saints, of course, uh, were 10 seconds away from pulling off one of the greatest wins in the franchise history. Now you look big picture and you start with uh, Drew Brees, uh, certainly uh, getting up there in years at 39. And then, of course, still needs another contract or a new contract with the Saints for next year. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. And, you, and when you ask that question, how many times do you really do get at this? Because not only do you have to be great, you have to have luck. You know, you have to have luck swing your way. Here's the thing, though. I know Drew Brees is getting older, but if you look at every other spot on the field, future's bright. Yeah. Future's really bright. And I think that's why Brees wants to come back. Another reason why, you know, he, we know he loves New Orleans. We know he's a loyal guy, and, and, you know, New Orleans took the chance on him, and so now he wants to stick with New Orleans. But ultimately, I think he also looks at this roster and thinks there's another championship to be won here. Now, can he take less money? Can, can, can the Saints come to terms with him? Uh, you, you know, you take less money, you, you help the team out in that regard. Mm. You can come back and, and you know, help train your uh, the guy that's going to be next in line and also compete for a championship. I think, you know, I don't know how many more years left he has uh, at playing at this elite level. I would, I would say that he could play at this level again next year. And so I think the Saints would become an instant contender again next year. Oh, yeah. But past beyond that, I'm just not sure, you know. So, so for that reason, I don't think the Saints should should you know empty the bank for him, you know. I, I that for that reason, I think you know they need to they need to both. Uh, and serve you should be willing another. to take a hometown discount, also. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yes, you want to get your money. Yes, when it comes to you know um, the NFL, everybody talks about how it's a business, and players should always try to ask for get more money because it is a cutthroat business, but. At this stage of his career, everything he's accomplished and what he's done with New Orleans, I think he should he should be willing to take that discount, so to speak. A uh, rough first half for Drew Brees, as we mentioned. Uh, he was struggling. Uh, the fact that uh, then he comes back in the second half and 16 of 21 for 172 yards and three scores in the second half alone. And, of course, the huge throw on fourth down. Uh, Sneed in there for Coleman, and Sneed comes up with the big grab. Afterwards, Breeze was asked about the 29-24 heartbreaker. Here's his response. 
Yeah, uh, listen, this is tough. You know, I think we're all still a bit shell-shocked as to what happened there at the end. Um, you know, felt felt pretty good about, you know, our odds of winning once uh, once we were able to kick the field goal and um, just unfortunate um, sequence of events there. Unfortunate. It is. And Larry Munro says the Saints will bounce back. The team is young. Drew Brees will be back. They have had a lot of bad losses. This will pass. I would argue that no loss has been as bad as this one. Uh, he says, I hope this doesn't damage Williams down the road. Next, here's something to inquire people's mind. Nick Saban is looking for another offensive coordinator. How about Matt Canada or Hugh Freeze? <laughs> been hearing a lot of Hugh Freeze talk. Um, and if there's a, a coach that could bring back Hugh Freeze, I understand. Bring back were, Kiffin. Bring back Kiffin, yeah. Uh, I understand that. You know, the SEC, everything involved with Hugh Freeze. I think, you know, SEC is going to frown upon any SEC team getting Hugh Freeze. But if there's one guy that could get away with it, it's Nick Saban. Not saying it's going to happen, but just <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Nick. 888-993-7762. Keep the text coming. Coming up after the break, you'll hear from Sean Payton on Williams. And you'll hear Williams uh, answering some tough questions from the media on what went wrong in those final seconds versus the Vikings. The Morning Drive returns after this on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. There's an epidemic going on in our area. It's called hunger. This is Stein Baltman, mayor of the great town of Farmerville, asking you to help the food bank of northeast Louisiana provide food to those in need. There are several ways to help, by your monetary donations, volunteering your time to help distribute food, or help at a local agency. To find out more, visit fbnela.org. Thank you very much. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. We continue to break down what we witnessed uh, last night with the Vikings winning in improbable fashion in the final 10 seconds of the game, 29-24. to 24. Yeah. Um, so I always like that. I go, yeah. Well, it's just, <laughs> yeah. what more can I add to that? Yeah. You know, this is the question I want to ask, though, to fans. What, what are your feelings toward Marcus Williams this morning? How do you feel about Marcus Williams? Do you blame him for this loss? Do you do you take the reasonable approach and say, hey, he made a bad play, probably the worst play of his career, undoubtedly? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you look at his whole – rookie season i mean you got uh, the 73 tackles uh four interceptions on the year yeah so an incredible rookie season and uh, you know he he along with crowley and um Lattimore have really improved that that secondary by leaps and bounds mm. right and you know he just made a bad play uh daryl says the espn app has a percentage chance to win and last i saw minnesota was 75 percent at the beginning of the fourth quarter 
Uh, I bet the, those teams broke it at the end of the game. Yeah, I saw another ESPN stats and info. Last 10 seconds, they had the Vikings' chances of winning that thing all the way down to 2.6. But it just shows the way that that thing, the ebbs and flows of the right. games, and, of course, the momentum swings alone in the final, uh, what, four minutes of that ball game, or at least the final three minutes, the four lead changes, and, of course, the three lead changes in the final 90 seconds. And what's going to be overshadowed in this game is both kickers, how clutch they were. They were undoubtedly clutch, undoubtedly. And we got an answer toward the Marcus Williams question. No, doesn't fall on him. Poor play in first half, put them in that position. I really, truly thought that uh, Sean Payton is going to come back to bite him, the challenges, and we haven't even discussed uh, the decision-making that took place in that. We go back to the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline this time. Bubba joins us on the hotline. What up, Bubba? Good morning, guys. I don't. I, I can't hold my head up very high. My head seems to be heavy or something. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as that missed tackle or whatever you want to, the wheels. I don't know. Whatever you call it. How much money does he make a year? Just out of curiosity, do you know? I will look that up. He's got a rookie contract. He, he just, man, I'm just, I mean, I don't mean to pry. I don't mean to, you know, but, I mean, whatever. If he makes $27 a game, it's worth that hit, you know? Yeah. You got to get your head out of the dirt. That's all he saw was grass. He didn't see foot, leg, or nothing. I, that was, it, it was embarrassing to me. He's a much better ball player than that. I know He's probably kicking himself this morning every step he makes, but he should be because, I mean, that was absolutely the ball game. I mean, just go to the ground with him and the clock ticks. There's no timeouts left. Yeah. The clock ticks. I'm, I'm, I'm sadly hurt this morning. I love my Saints. And I had them beating Philly. I had them all the way to the Super Bowl against New England. Wow. I think a lot of people feel do? the same way as you this morning. I got another I know, man. Here. There's a lot of us. But, I mean, what do you do now? How do you gather yourself after a loss like that? Yeah. Thanks for the call, bud. Thanks. Uh, text here, I believe he thought he was going to get there early and was just trying to avoid uh, the pass interference call. Nah, I don't know if he could even see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his head was down. Like Bubba said, he said it was down. Uh, Tony says I blame coaches. He didn't understand situational football. Come up behind him, wrap him up in bounds. Clock runs out. Game over. His inexperience cost them the game. You needed a veteran back there. But you would say, you know, what, 17 games into this thing now. Yeah. It's a playoff game. He is pretty much a veteran by now, and he's one of your better players he really in is. the secondary. He really is. It was just a bad play. Yeah. It was one bad play that is highlight- going to be highlighted for the rest of his you know, the rest of eternity. All right, let's hear from uh, Sean Payton first on uh, Williams, and then we'll uh, hear some sound from Williams on what went wrong. Here's Sean Payton. Acting the sidelines, um, you know, where you're anything inside, and you're in a pretty good position where the game's over. So it's, uh, you know, it's a situation we practice quite a bit. And look, he jumped and went for the tackle, and so the call, you know, the call was what we wanted in that situation, the right call. I think it also goes back, and we saw it uh, throughout the weekend, just some uh, shoddy tackling in the NFL. Yeah, but just just make the tackle. I, I don't I don't want to give. It's not. There's only so many ways we can slice this. He doesn't make up. the tackle. Just wrap up. Just wrap up. Just just be there. Wait for him to come down, and you don't even have to finish the tackle. Just just hold him, and Crawley's there, and the two of you can definitely get him down. And if you can't, there's going to be help coming. So. Yeah, it's it's really that simple. All right, let's hear the rookie steps up to the the mic, steps up to the cameras, and has to ask some tough questions. Uh, yesterday, the way that that ended in a twenty nine twenty four loss. Here's Williams on what went wrong on that play. Go attack it. Yeah. Came down, made a great play. You know that's all me. You know I just gotta be that guy and go go up and get the ball. You know. You know, as a safety back there, you got to be the eraser, and that was my job. When I play the game, you got to go do it, and you got to, you know, you got to say to say the game. Were you worried about passing the pass? 
I mean, I feel like I was a little early, but you know, you just gotta, at that point, you know, I just gotta make the tackle when he comes down. Uh, you know, it's just those little things that you that you see and you gotta make sure you, you do all that you can to get him down regardless if there's only 10 seconds left. I knew the situation. Uh, you gotta make sure you, you gotta make sure you make the play. Marcus, were you doing anything different because of the situation, trying to separate him from the ball instead of tackling him after the catch or anything like that? Man, uh, the play happened how it happened. Y'all seen it. Uh, but, you know, if, if the play happened different, you know, I would just go attack the ball and, you know, make that play. How do you come back? Man, just, you know, just overcome it. You know, you can't let it beat you down. I mean, it, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take it upon myself to do all that I can to never let that happen again. And, I mean, if it happens again, yeah, I shouldn't be playing, but I'm going to take it upon myself to do all that I can to make sure nothing like this happens again. Williams responding to the media following uh, the loss. Uh, well done by him by uh, facing. A lot of people would have ran off to the Absolutely. team bus and uh, disappeared and not uh, spoken to the media, but he did. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of texts about him. Um, Richie says no, saying he doesn't blame Williams. Williams is a 21-year-old rookie that made a rookie mistake. One has to wonder about the conservative play calling on third and one that would have essentially put the game away. You get that first down, there is no missed tackle by Williams. Point being... We had many opportunities to put that game away, and we didn't. It's a team loss. Mm. I agree with that. And I also want to repeat the point I made at the start of the show about Williams, the fact that it was one bad play. And he had the interception to help get you back into the game in the third quarter. He had a tremendous year. We, we, we stated his stats at the beginning of the segment. You can't put this loss solely on Williams. But about the third and one call, I actually agreed with the call. I, I, I was telling you know everybody, I said, give the call. I mean, give the ball to Kamara here. Make them burn that other timeout because you don't want an incomplete pass. You don't want to give them more time or allow them to uh, save a timeout. And sure enough, that's what they did, and they kicked the field goal, and it should have been the game winner there. Uh, I got a number of other texts we'll get to here in a second, but let's go back to the uh, Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline. Tony joins us. What's up, Tony? What's up, buddy? What's up? Like, I wanted to call and comment. Oh, I know I've already texted this morning, but – Number one, I was extremely proud of the Saints. I, I thought there was no way they were coming back, and I was yeah. man, I was so excited. But look, I don't care what anybody says, and I don't blame him because he's a young player. From his position on the field, you got to understand, everybody else was running 90 miles an hour. It was slow motion from his yeah. position. The ball's coming to dig, dig back is to the safety. He mm-hmm. could. He could jog up there, wait on Dix to come down and wrap him up, and it's over. It was that's why I said I blame the coaches that, which I understand what y'all are saying, and you're right. He's been playing all year, but he obviously had a rookie moment because that was as far as a professional football play, that that get any easier for a safety. The ball's coming at him, the receiver's not running at a sprint, the receiver's turned around. He's back to you. When he went down and tried to make a Rambo tackle, I don't know what he called himself doing, I was flabbergasted. I'm like, I cannot believe. He thought, I mean, I don't know if he thought he had to jar the ball loose at the last second, but he didn't. There was 10 seconds when that play started. If he just runs up, grabs him up, game's over. It's over. They don't have a timeout. So I just, I, I mean, I cannot imagine what it felt like to be anybody on that field last night. And on a side note, I I know everybody's sad, but I was laughing because the line on the game finished at five and a half. So if you bet on the Vikings, you would have covered if they had kicked the PAT. So (laughs) I was laughing last night. Like, it's a lot of mad people that had thousands of dollars on the Vikings last night. But anyway, guys, that's my comment. Great show. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Keep hitting us up, 888-993-7762. Gary says, I called my doctor, told him my stomach was hurting. He said, did you watch the Saints game? I said, yes. He said, the pain will pass because I have had a similar stomach pain for 50 years watching them. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know, uh, that call from Tony kind of reminded me of of last week with with the Panthers game. 
you know, we were making fun of the Panthers DB for intercepting that pass on fourth down, and it was instinctual. And I feel like in a lot of ways this play was instinctual. And we got on that DB for not understanding the situation and playing situation ball. It's kind of like the same argument you can have here with Williams. AJ, the Saints know how to look extremely mediocre on defense in the playoffs. First beast mode with seven missed tackles. Now this. Trent with a more positive outlook. Trent, uh, his first text says, devastated at the way we lost. However, consider the amount of starters on IR and the way the coach kept the team uh, together through the year. I'm very proud of my Saints. Great season. Much improved. 2018. Look out. Uh, we'll have more Saints coming up after the break. We should have mentioned this in the headlines. Uh, the story we had last night, and this was taking place as uh, the Saints game was wrapping up. We had it on uh, KNOE, and I'll just uh, read our press release. Uh, former Louisiana Tech standout Carlos Henderson was arrested with possession of controlled substance Sunday afternoon following a traffic stop on I-20 in West Monroe. According to uh, affidavit, Henderson, the Denver Broncos' third-round pick in 2017, was the passenger in a vehicle pulled over for speeding on Interstate 20 in West Monroe. Upon approaching the vehicle, detectives with the West Monroe Police Department allegedly smelled marijuana coming from the vehicle driven by a young lady. Officers allegedly recovered pieces of marijuana near the passenger seat as well as a partially filled water bottle with an extinguished marijuana cigar inside. According to court documents, officers searched inside Henderson's mouth and found a, quote, thick green residue inside. Henderson denied eating any marijuana during the traffic stop, but did admit to smoking earlier on Sunday, courtesy of KNOE. Not good news for a former Louisiana Tech standout. No. Uh, rough rookie year for him, too, injury. Yeah, uh, injury plague for sure. Yeah, it's not getting any better. Uh, keep the text coming, 888-993-7762, the morning drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7, back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Bayou Independent Wrestling is bringing in the new year at the West Monroe Convention Center. It's brought to you by Cassidy Insurance Agency, North Louisiana Title, Rock 106, New Country, 92.3 The Wolf, and Sports Talk, 97.7. Friday night, February 2nd, doors open at 7, the bell rings at 7.30, with six huge matches on tap, including a tag team match with Andy Dalton and a mystery partner versus John Saxon and Barrett Brown. Then the main event with current TNA star Chase Stevens, battling it out with current champion Bordell Walker from the Southern Title. Other battles include Frankie Thomas, Danny Chance, and Steve Anthony, plus a live demonstration from Bob Allen Dojo. Advanced tickets are $10.15 at the door. Brought to you by Bob Allen Dojo, Sober Nest Recovery Homes, Professional Land Surveying, Calhoun Groceries, Sandra Fontno Estates, Cool Pickles, Nell's Towing, El Chili Verde, and Southern Fire and Safety. Get your tickets now at West Monroe Convention Center and Coldwell Banker in West Monroe or call 355-1301. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595. 355-8595. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Got a lot of great uh, texts. Keep them coming. You want to read uh, Steve's from early in the show that wasn't on subject at the time. I think we certainly need to revisit it. Yeah, uh, real quick before I read that, I want to just mention the front of the time speaking. It says expletive, 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 <laughs> which best sums up the game last night. All right, Steve. 
I'm getting to it. Steve texts in and says, Fellas, the sporting world lost another legend Saturday with the passing of broadcaster Keith Jackson at 89. Wow. With trademarks such as Whoa Nelly and a folksy Southern drawl, Jackson is best remembered for his 40 years of play-by-play call for college football. So, with his passing, the question, fellas, is does he belong on your Mount Rushmore of announcers, and who do you put beside him? May I suggest Enberg and Scully and either Sumrall or Ray Scott. Mr. Jackson was a perfect one. Or use his uh, phrase, phraseology, he was pert near perfect. I would definitely put mm-hmm. uh, him in the, in the mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore. Now, who would be beside him? Uh, Enberg, uh, Scully, and uh, maybe Howard Cosell. What about Al Michaels? Mm. No? Nah. Think about the moments he's called. I understand. He's done it for a long time, I, too. I understand. He's, he's my voice of the NFL, too. Yeah, that's true. You know? And Keith Jackson's probably way too uh, – I mean, you got to hear some of it, but with your – I got to hear a lot yeah. of it, yeah. The Reggie Bush – I remember – But back in the day, though, I mean, literally, that was the game. I mean, it wasn't like it is now with ESPN and all the different Absolutely. channels you watch college games. I mean, you basically had Keith Jackson. It right. was the game of the week. Well, and I just remember um, – I remember when Reggie Bush had his first big game, and he just – it was simple, but it was just, it was the way he talked – Hello, everybody. Meet Mr. Bush. I remember that. That was, you know, the best introductory to Bush. You know, you never forgot him after that. And it, and his voice had a lot to do with it. Uh, one here from Larry. NFL history question. Which catch hurt the worst? Dwight Clark over Everson Walls or Williams missed tackle against Diggs? Mm. Did you want to answer that one? Uh, that'll be a good one for Nick White when he joins us yeah. at 30. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, uh, let's look back at this game. And, of course, we want you to continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. Saints lose 29-24. So many things to discuss besides the way that it ended. I think you have to go back from the, the start. And Boyd weighed in uh, earlier, says the Saints wouldn't have been in that position if they could have just scored in the first half and handled their business. You look at that start by the Saints, that's probably about as bad of a start as you could have envisioned. Uh, first of all, the the play or the, the decision not to challenge uh, a third and one, third and one early on in that ball game, and then the more you saw it, I mean, they weren't even close. It was, they lost yards. They lost yards. And if you're going to throw waste challenges on the ones that you ended up wasting challenges on, why not throw the flag there? Because you could have easily won that one. Uh, that was that was poor judgment on Sean Payton's you know part, but. Uh, that was big, and I keep going back to the Crawley pass. Uh, that drive, the fact that they basically got screwed. Uh, 54 yards and penalties just in that drive, and they dug themselves a huge, huge hole because of that, and they fall behind 10 to nothing. Yeah, it was huge. And then, uh, you know, minutes later, uh, Drew Brees going to the ageless uh, Ted Ginn, and it looks like he has a step or two uh, on the defender, and the fact that uh, Brees basically – Underthrows the ball. Mm, yeah. And he's off to just a horrible yeah, start at that point. I think he was one for six with that interception. Yeah. Um, and that was a heck of a catch, too, by, by Minnesota's defense. But, yeah, he underthrew that one. He had he had game for six. Mm. So, like you said, couldn't have started worse. Then they go up 17 to nothing. Um, and, you know, the Saints are coming back well, down. And then a little bit earlier, too, then they have an illegal shift, takes away a touchdown for the Saints in that game, and then Breeze throws an interception. That was, that was when, uh, again, wasn't lined up correctly, yeah. and he, he caught that touchdown. Yeah, I actually forgot about that play. But uh, then, you know, the interception happens where the guy's back is toward Breeze, throws his arm up, tips it, it gets picked off. It, right then, when that happened, it was just like, okay, it's not the Saints' day. All right, I was kind of you know, giving up right then and there. Had no idea that they would even get back into the ball game. And then the second half happens, and they, they uh, don't give up any points. Uh, the Sheldon Rankin sack, uh, which was huge, it led to a punt. Uh, took them out of field goal range. And it led to a punt, and then Michael Thomas takes over. I keep going back to the, the block on the outside. Uh, when I think it was a screen to Kamara, or maybe it was a, it was a, 
a throw to Kamara. But uh, Michael Thomas had a, a beautiful block down the down the field, and then come back to him. You fake the pitch to Kamara, and, you, and this was after uh, Drew checked it at the line. By the way, he saw this. It was a fake pitch to Kamara, and then he throws uh, the slant route to, to Thomas, who was wide open. You get on the board, you score, and then Marcus Williams gets that interception because Cam Jordan provided that pressure, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you score again. And it's a three-point game, yeah. and, and all of a sudden you're like, well, "Holy cow! How did this happen?" You know, the Saints were getting man handled and they have a chance to be back in this one yeah momentum certainly shifted there in the third quarter then drew Brees starts to warm up ultimately in the second half 16 of 21 172 yards and three touchdowns what that saints offense did in the second half versus a defense that certainly lived up to that billing you score 24 points against that defense in one half well done absolutely and you know i was watching this game and of course i'm, I'm pulling for the saints but I'm watching the way Minnesota plays. I'm just like, man, I love the way they play football. That is that is my type of team there. And that's why, you know, I said all along that I thought the winner of this game was going to win the Super Bowl. I still stand by that. Or going to the Super Bowl, sorry. I, I still think the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles, even though Nick Foles, got to give him credit. He looked a lot better than I thought he would do. Uh, Drew Brees uh, met with the media afterwards, and he was asked about, all right, NFL postseason playoffs are going to continue to roll along without you. Are you going to be able to watch any of the games? Yeah, it'll, it'll sting for a bit, especially as this season goes on here over the next few weeks, you know, feeling like, you know, that could be us. Um, maybe that should be us. And, and yet, I've been around long enough to know that, you know, <laughs> un, un, unfortunately, sometimes these, these things happen, you know. And you guys were there in 2011 at San Francisco. That was one we felt like we should have had, right? Um, and we've been on the winning side of, of, of some crazy ones, you know. But... Um, Obviously, with everything at stake, with the fact it's playoffs, it's win or go home, the way we battled back, um, you know, this would have been one for the ages uh, had we been able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. You got some text here. The Saints would have still lost if Williams would have made contact. He didn't wrap up, and he'd have hit Diggs, and Diggs would have bounced out of bounds with four seconds he left. He had a long ways to go to get out of bounds. Yeah, and Crawley was right there. Uh-huh. And he says, in the last four Beth missed. How far along a field goal would that have been? I'd, I'd have to rewatch it. Um, Long it way. I felt like he was, was he at 35 when he uh-huh. called it? Uh-huh. Some, somewhere around there. Um, and we got another text here. I'm concerned for him. This is Steve talking about um, um, Marcus Williams. You fellows remember Donnie Moore who gave up a game-winning home run pitching for the Angels in the 86 playoffs? I wasn't alive, Steve, and what effects it had on him. You never know what adverse reaction these situations may produce. He has handled it well so far, but fans and media will not let him forget it anytime soon. It was a terrible mistake, but he didn't do it on purpose. That's my thought. Another texture. Don't put their name on it. Y'all need to watch your wording. Y'all said Henderson uh, had smoked earlier, courtesy of KNOE. Did they? Give it to him, or did they report it? I know, I know, I know. Uh, this was all coming from the Abbott David, and, of course, this is authorities saying, allegedly, Henderson did, certainly not coming from KNOE. Yeah, and Justin says, Keith Jackson, best announcer I've ever heard. His calls were precise, not a useless commentary. Great voice. And it wasn't about Jackson either. It was about the game, the players, and the teams on the field. Yeah, no doubt on the Mount Rushmore. No doubt. Jim McKay's uh, Tabor on his Mount Rushmore. Taves, we haven't heard from you this morning. You doing all right, bud? I guess that explains it. <laughs> he can't. He's speechless. speechless. Yeah, we're all Like speechless. all of us following uh, that game. You just sit there and literally, I probably 90 seconds to two minutes expired. And then I was like, wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't talk either. I, I was trying to process what happened and it was one of those uh, it was funny because you know at church the other day uh, michael was talking about um sports moments where sports fans have to just walk it off and he was just talking about how if you suffer a bad defeat you have to walk it off you have to use up that energy i felt that moment i was like i gotta i gotta do something like i gotta i gotta get this emotion out uh it was just one of those moments man it was it was you felt it was just bizarre because how how did that happen how could that happen how could you lose the game that way and just left, you know, kind of shaking your head going, man, I can't believe it. 888-993-7762. Some great texts and calls in the 7 o'clock hour. Keep them in, coming in the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up next, our weekly visit with Jack Thigpen. A rough weekend in college hoops for our area teams. Plus, we'll talk nicely. a little uh, high school hoops with the coach.
That's coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.